name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Good evening. It is a pleasure for me to be able to he be here tonight and to serve uh, Father Nicholas, Father John, um, and, I'll, and pray with all of you. The Feast of Transfiguration is one of my favorite feasts, I think, though usually when we come to any feast in the church, I think I say that, because at the time, I really do believe that it's true. Um, and maybe that's fickle of me. Perhaps it's fitting that uh, I find the season, uh, the, the church calendar, to be perfectly suited for that time of year. So in the, in the gospel reading, we hear of Jesus taking three of his, his disciples, Peter, James, and John, up onto the mountain. This is hard work. They had to ascend. They had to climb. They had to go out of their way to get to where they were going. And the same is true for any of us. If we hope to make uh, any, any progress towards the difficult work of setting ourselves aside and uniting ourselves to Christ, it's going to take some work. We're going to have to go out of our way, away from the city, away from the busyness and the cares that this life offers us. And we hear that while they were praying, Jesus shone with this radiant light. Now, this light is not something that Christ was suddenly imbued with. This was not something new. This is not some trick that Jesus conjured on the spot to show his disciples, look what I can do. No, this is always with him. This is the divine light of Christ, of God. And we hear that this, this brilliant, radiant light was too much for the disciples to handle. In one of the Gospels, it's described as being white like lightning. I, I, I can't think of anything whiter than lightning striking through the darkness. And it gives new meaning when we read the beginning of John's Gospel. That the Word who was in the beginning was the light, and the darkness could not comprehend it. This is the light that illumines everything. It cuts through the darkness like lightning. We also hear that Moses 
and Elijah appeared next to Christ. These two Old Testament figures, Moses representing the law that was given to him also on a mountain, and Elijah representing the prophets, and Christ in between them, who is the fulfillment both of the law and the prophets. And the response to seeing Moses and Elijah by the disciples was, it is good that we are here, and if it pleases you, if it is fitting, let us build some booths. Now this transfiguration event took place during the Jewish festival of uh, the booths, which was a celebration of God dwelling amongst his people. And so it is fitting that with the Old Testament figures on either side of Christ, the offer to build booths for the three would come while Christ, who is God incarnate, who has come to dwell among his people, was transfigured. He was shown to be truly God with the divine light that he had from the beginning. He is not just some teacher. He's not some, just some miracle worker. But God in the flesh. The God of both the living and the departed. I think one of the things that I love so much about Transfiguration is that it has so much in common with another great feast, that of Theophany. You have a major event in Jesus' life, and you have the voice of the Father. Calling down, this is my beloved Son. You have the revelation of the Trinity, just as in the Feast of Theophany. There's a beautiful symmetry to it, and it's not on accident. This is a reminder for us of our baptismal calling. that white garment that we put on. I love our church. Oh my goodness, I love our church. Especially our hymnography. If you listen to the hymns of the church, they teach you everything you need to know. In, in the Treparian for Theophany, Christ's baptism, It tells all of, of the connections, then again with uh, transfiguration. When we sing at, at, at baptisms, grant to me a shining robe of light. You 
who are clothed with light. And in this instance, we see Christ clothed with light. At the beginning of, of the epistle reading, St. Paul tells us to remember our calling. And this is our calling. Back to our baptism. Back to purity. Back to that pure white garment. Because we too are called to be transfigured. Just as Christ was. The fathers are very clear. We have St. Athanasius as well as St. Irenaeus before him who say that we are to become gods. To be by grace what God is by nature. That we too are to shine with the radiant light of God by his grace. Now even this bright, radiant light that was too much for the disciples to handle. This was just a foretaste, just a glimpse of the true glory of God. Just a little bit in proportion as they could bear it in God's mercy. Now Christ brought his disciples up to the mountain to pray and gave them this foretaste of his glory to give them hope and faith to endure what would be what would to come. If you read this gospel in, in context in the Bible, you see that before the transfiguration account, Christ is warning his disciples about his impending crucifixion. And shortly after the transfiguration account, he again warns his disciples that he's going to be put to death. And so he gives his disciples this little glimpse of hope. This little clue that when things seem dark, that darkness cannot overcome the light. Now each of us is called to have this transfigured life. To let God's light shine through us. Through every aspect of our being. We are called, as the epistle says, to be a lamp shining in a dark place. And we also need to learn to train ourselves to see that light in others. Because each one of us who have been made in the image of God has that potential to shine with the radiant light of God. Do we treat each other this way? Our family members, our co-workers, fellow parishioners, those people who annoy us the most, Do we help them to bring out this light, or do we hinder them? As God united himself to his creation, deifying it, do we do the same? Every day gives us an opportunity 
to reveal God's glory through our actions and to those things that God has given us. In Philippians 3.21, St. Paul says, so that we, may, we too may be transfigured in the glory of God. May this be our aim. And may this be ever on our minds. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.